Welcome back to Beat Seeker. I'm your host, Matt McButter. In each episode, we explore the shifting world of music with world-renowned experts and artists to take you deep, deep inside the fascinating and changing world of music technology and music discovery. And I'm your host, Mike Weider, reminding you to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating if you like the episode. You can visit our website at beatseeker.fm, where you'll find plenty of rabbit holes with extra content to dive into, guest backgrounds, and even a playlist with music recommendations from each of our guest episodes. Also, Beatseeker swag. You can stay current and talk to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BeatseekerPod. When most people hear about crypto or blockchain, they probably think it's all about Bitcoin. But it turns out that there's a lot more to it. Audius is a new type of music streaming platform built on the foundations of blockchain or Web3 technology. Despite being only three years old, Audius was named one of the hottest companies of 2021, attracting investment from top venture capital firms and artists like Katy Perry, Nas, Pusha T, Steve Aoki, and many others. In this episode, we get the down low on the hype around Audius and how a crypto-based streaming platform can provide radical new benefits to both artists and their fans. We're joined by Raniel Rumberg and Forrest Browning. Raniel is a co-founder and CEO at Audius and previously co-founded Kleiner Perkins Early Stage Seed Fund. At KP, he was responsible for seed investments into blockchain and AI companies. He attended Stanford University and previously co-founded Bitcoin peer-to-peer payment company called Backslash. He joins us from Lake Tahoe. Forrest is a co-founder and chief product officer at Audius. He's a Forbes 30 under 30 recipient and previously was a co-founder at Stacksware. Today he joins us from West Texas. Roniel and Forrest, thanks for joining us on BeatSeeker. Hey, thanks so much for having us. So Audius has been named one of the hottest crypto products of the year. You've attracted investment from the world's top VCs and also artists like Katy Perry, Nas, Pusha T, and others. First of all, congratulations on all the attention you're getting. And uh, please just, you know, tell us and let our listeners know, what is Audius and why all the excitement? Yeah, so so at a super high level, and, and this is Roniel, uh, uh, Audius is a digital streaming service that connects fans directly with artists and exclusive new music. Um, and that direct piece is, is really where we see the key to, to Audius being, trying to create a direct bi-directional channel between artists and fans that scales a little bit better than uh, uh, direct channels in, in the past maybe have. So um, giving giving artists control and all of the data and like access to that relationship that they might not get in, in other platforms. Okay. And so, I, I mean, just, can you go a little bit deeper maybe into the, how that's different from the traditional DSPs like Spotify or, or a SoundCloud and, and what it, what it is that they're not addressing? Yeah, so I, I think the biggest difference here is that um, artists on on most platforms today don't know who their fans are, where they are, how to reach them, uh, and have no kind of insight into uh, uh, what's motivating their their behavior around their music. Um, you know, when you talking to many artists, we'll we'll often hear you know the the ratio between the number of so-called monthly listeners they have on on platforms and uh, the number of listeners that they have the ability to push information to via, say, their email list, their Twitter, their Instagram, things like that. It's like 
sometimes on the order of 100 to 1, right? Like there are 100 times as many people consuming their content on a regular basis as the people that they're actually able to, to reach. So, um, you know, the, the, really the overarching thesis here is that by, by giving artists control and, and power over that set of relationships, they'll be able to better monetize that sort of interaction over time um and uh yeah that's that's really the the key the key difference here um crypto and like the decentralized backing of of Audius, we really see just as an enabler towards towards these goals but ultimately you know the value propositions around Audius are centered around direct engagement not like you know crypto is just this just the means to that right um and i i think that's also important to mention okay so who would you say you're you're most competing with? Who would be your most direct competition? Is it all the DSPs or is it, you know, what is, is one of them more of a direct competitor than the others? Yeah. So this is Forrest, by the way. I, I think that's an interesting question. And I think at least right now, kind of like the the spot we fill in the market is somewhat what uh, SoundCloud used to fill. Um, so almost this like user generated content uh, side of of streaming services, mm. right? Um, so the way I always tr like like to explain this, you know, at a very high level, is if you think about video services, um, there's kind of a crude analogy that applies to audio. So so on video, you've got Netflix as one type of service, and then you have YouTube as a totally different type of service on like almost the opposite end of the spectrum there. And those two services don't really compete. If you think about the types of things you find on Netflix versus YouTube, mm -hmm. it's very, very different. Um, and then when it comes to audio and music, I think Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal and things like that are clearly kind of the Netflix equivalent. But then that opposite end of the spectrum, kind of the YouTube for music, the user generated content, kind of the grassroots bottom up um, side of the audio, um, kind of marketplace. I think that's that's right now where Audius uh, is is filling in a, a pretty big hole. Historically, that was SoundCloud. Uh, now that's turning out to be Audius. And then, you know, long term, you know, who, who knows? I, I think there's a much bigger uh, market out there than a lot of folks realize. And I think we can kind of help grow the pie for for musicians and even for the types of content that the fans find. Um, and that was Ronil's point about kind of the super fan engagement or kind of the direct artist to fan engagement. We have a lot of artists, even top tier artists that put stuff on Spotify that are putting things on Audius that, that don't go on Spotify, kind of like slightly more underground, like works in progress or their personal like weekend beats or, you know, just things that for one reason or another don't make it onto maybe their mainstream album. They can still put it onto Audius and then their super fans gravitate towards that. It may not appeal to every single one of, you know, a, a major top tier artist fans, but maybe their 5% or top 10% of their fans do really care about that. And right now that content is extremely hard to find. I got it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that clarifies things a little bit. So would you say like, so you have, I think I read 500,000 tracks on Audius. Is that about right? And I think yeah. uh, 600,000 now. Actually, okay. So we yeah, got yeah. always a moving, always a moving target with these metrics. Sure. But, uh, sure. Yeah. So there's 600,000 um, tracks and, you know, these are, um, as you say, probably not it's not a subset of Spotify. It is a different set of tracks that have been uploaded. Now, is it your, I guess it is your intent to get to, you know, the 60 million traditional tracks from labels and so on that a Spotify or Apple music would have in the future, or that's just kind of not part of your vision. Like you really want to go down this other kind of different, um, content, the YouTube of, of music type of thing. 
Yeah, so I, I think um, we see ourselves wanting to to double down on and continue going down you know, the, the types of content that don't have a home right now on, on Spotify or elsewhere. Um, but that doesn't preclude uh, uh, Audius from being able to work with uh, labels and, and folks like that as well, right? So if you think about the way um, label deals are, are typically structured, like the, the label will still own kind of those works in progress and, and, uh, you know, those, those, uh, demo tapes and, and tracks that don't make it onto an album that they're really interesting content for, for super fans. Uh, I think the, the kind of audience community and network is, is very keen to be able to support artists of all shapes and sizes. And that includes folks who are assigned to, uh, uh, to major labels, but I don't think like the the distinction I draw here is like I I don't think uh, uh you know like pick pick any big artists like their their big hits um might be on Audius but I we don't see Audius being the principal place that those things are are listened to we see Audius being the place where uh, uh that longer tail of the content that they they create that they don't currently share anywhere can can go and can live. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, as I understand it, you started with a certain certain genres of music, like electronic music. Uh, there seems to be more of that than others. And is that how you kind of bootstrap things in the, in the sense that there's always a chicken and egg problem with these new networks, right? And that if I'm a fan, if I'm listening to something and I go and there's no music, well, then it's not interesting. And therefore, as an artist, I might not be interested in bothering to engage with it because there's no fan, there's no listeners here. So like, how did you get that going? And, you know, where do you, where do you stand today in, in terms of if a, someone went to go log in to, to, uh, to audience, what type of music are they going to find? Yeah, no, I think you're, you're exactly right there. So we, we definitely bootstrapped the network with electronic music and, and it'll, it, that's always kind of the chicken and egg problem. Like, how do you, tap in and serve the needs of, of one community or one genre, and then kind of like land and expand, if you will, and go into other genres. Um, so we started with electronic music just because, I mean, candidly, that was a lot of, uh, you know, my and Roniel's kind of background and, and passion was in electronic music. Um, our head of artist relations uh, was the co-founder of uh, Ausla with Skrillex. So he had a lot of connections in the electronic space. And so that was kind of our way that we, we had the connections. We were able to get, uh, you know, these major uh, top tier artists around the table. And I think the reason why we're, we were able to do that is because especially in electronic music, I think those folks embody um, what's unique about Audius in, in a lot of ways, right? Like they tend to be slightly younger. They tend to be slightly more of, of early adopters. Um, a lot of the times they've, you know, they're, they're used to using bleeding edge tech products, perhaps that, that, you know, at least in the beginning might have some bugs or, you know, um, they, they might have to, to do a little bit more digging. And I think I think electronic folks are just more used to doing these sort of uh, beat battles or uh, remix competitions or uh, long form sets or, um, you know, even kind of like uh, the, the weekend beats. I, I think electronic artists are just very prolific and not necessarily everything that they put out ends up on the major uh, kind of major albums. And so for those folks in particular, it was definitely the most under underserved demographic. And I'll, also, I think historically they were probably the biggest genre on SoundCloud. And so yeah. as SoundCloud has started to go away, they've been looking for, for an alternative. And so that's where Audius was able to fill in the gap. Um, and then from there, we've started to expand into, into hip hop uh, uh, pretty dramatically over the last few months. 
And then also uh, starting to kind of go international. So we have um, a handful of kind of artist relations folks in Latin America trying to, to tap into that. And then also, uh, you know, different parts of Africa trying to get into, right. into that. Sort of and I guess at well. some point the snowball rolls down the hill or whatever the analogy is, and you guys don't have to work as hard to get people on the system. They're just coming, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think uh, for what it's worth too, we like the vast majority of artists on Audius never speak with us. There are like, uh, I think around 200,000 artists on Audius today. And we've, our teams maybe spoken with like uh, at most a thousand, uh, likely less than that. We don't keep track of, of that number specifically, but obviously we in, in two years haven't talked to 200,000 artists. Um, so for the vast majority of people here, this is self-serve, but there's different tiers of artists have different expectations with respect to uh, the, the level of kind of uh, white glove service they might be able to get. Sure. Cool, cool. <clears throat> Forrest, you mentioned uh, the remix competitions. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Yeah. So that, that's actually a really cool one. We, we love talking about this because it was a great example of sort of like emergent behavior uh, that the community kind of asked for. Um, so Audius at this point the pro has been out and live for uh, almost two years. Um, so we're up to about 6 million uh, monthly active users, actually about six and a half. Um, but at the time this remix competition uh, system happened, it was about a year ago, and we had just a few hundred thousand users at the time. Um, but you know, some of our power users, uh, we were seeing uh, kind of do almost like a, like a hack within the Audius product where they would uh, do a hashtag um, and, and basically uh, you know, send out the underlying MP3 files for their songs to their fans on, on Twitter and then tell them to upload it to Audius with this one specific hashtag so that then they could find all the remixes of their track and run remix competitions. And so we saw that and it was like, okay, you know, I, clearly there's a demand here. What if we build features into Audius to make that easier for our artists to do? Um, and so now a year later, we have, we have dozens of those happening every month. And basically we've made it easy so an artist can upload their original track, but then at the same time, uh, upload kind of like the source files, like the stems, like uh, the different aspects of, of the song, and then allow their fans to download those as MP3s and actually use it in their, their remixes. So that way they're not having to deal with like sampling. They can actually just get the isolated parts of the track and very easily you know, uh, create a remix. And then when they upload that remix to Audius, they can just link it to the original. And so then right there on the page, you can see all the dozens or hundreds of remixed tracks of the original. Amazing. And then, and there's a competition aspect to it as well. Exactly. Uh, so some artists just like doing it as kind of a collaborative thing with their community, but, but yeah, a lot of artists run like remix compositions and they'll do like a live stream listening party on Twitch or something like that, where they go down the list and, oh, and awesome. you know, the community is reacting and stuff, which is super cool. Amazing. <clears throat> so, you know, speaking of, of the artists here, we've all heard the complaints on, on this show and elsewhere that artists, maybe not the top tier artists, but working artists are not fairly compensated by, by DSPs. So how does the business model work for, for Audius and how can artists benefit more from a platform like yours than a traditional DSP? Yeah, so the the stance we we really take and, and where Audius goal lies is is to make a relationship with fan on audio a fan on Audius worth more than a relationship with a fan on on any other network or, or platform. Mm. Um, there's nothing sitting in between uh, the artist and and the fan here, right? Like not even our our company. And I think that's where the the key around decentralization mm. is. Like if um, an artist 
for example, uh, builds out some custom tool or integrates uh, uh, something that someone has, has built around the Audius API to engage their fans in a cool way. Like we can't stop that. We can't even, you know, uh, uh, change uh, uh, the way that happens. So uh, from, from kind of a, a programmatic perspective, there's this like level of access there that's unprecedented right now on, on existing platforms. And uh, uh, I think the thesis that, you know, we have and that artists have that are coming to Audius in droves right now is that uh, the, the kind of downstream effect of that access will be the ability to more effectively monetize those, those folks. So um, people are starting to experiment around these things today. Um, so for example, being able to distribute NFTs to uh, the people who follow you on, on Audius or being able to uh, uh, showcase your NFT collection and drive more demand from, from people potentially buying them or, or doing things like that. Um, these are just the tip of the tip of the iceberg there. And I, I know this is uh, this is somewhat of a cop-out answer. So you all should should dig in on me here if, if you want to, to hear more of the detail, but like, uh, the really the truth is, uh, uh, you know, there's not because there's not really a precedent for this level of access. Um, you know, I, I think over the next few years, we're going to see artists experiment with different ways of monetizing their following here. And uh, there will start to emerge, you know, some some templatized kind of ways of, of doing this that folks could follow. But right now we're just seeing kind of the unfettered creativity of our community around uh, uh, coming up with, with neat ways to do this. Um, and longer term, I, I think, you know, the, the structured offerings here start to look more like a, a kind of a direct engagement patronage type of approach than, uh, you know, they're, there likely will will never be, or or if there is, it's it's a very long way in the future, like a network wide subscription, for example. Um, and if there, I'm were not going to be paying fifteen bucks a month to get access to Audius. Um, that's but you that's could not be paying plans. fifteen fifteen dollars a month to your favorite artist to get access to some exclusive content from mm -hmm. them, the ability to engage more deeply socially with Got them, it. maybe to get uh, a badge on your profile showing that you're a supporter of them. Um, so I, I think that's that's really the distinction we see, and uh, you know, in a future world where uh, uh, there there potentially could be a, a network wide subscription um, approach artists would have to choose to opt into that, right? So like, if you want to opt into being paid under that structure, you could, um, but you also could choose to, you know, say, hey, like my content is listenable or, you know, some portion of my catalog is listenable only by uh, the people who subscribe directly to me. So, so, yeah. so just to unpack that, it kind of sounds like you were saying that traditional DSPs, they have a very specific business model centrally managing that on behalf of the fan and the artist, and it is what it is, you take it or leave it. Whereas what you're saying is that we're going to allow this unprecedented level of interaction between fans and artists to happen, and then we're going to get out of the way and allow artists to show their creativity to do whatever they want on the platform and to invent new ways of interacting with their fans, but also in potentially new ways of monetizing things that you don't necessarily control or, or gate on their behalf. That's right. I mean, when there's no, when there's no one sitting in between the artist and their fans, um, you know, if, 
and and look, I I agree with what uh, uh, most artists are feeling right now, right? That their their music's not being adequately valued, and their brand equity is is not being. Uh, they don't have the ability to monetize it at the level that that they should be able to. So the the approach here is like we're not going to tell you how to do that, right? Like we're not equipped to make those decisions on behalf of every artist, right? I think that's just you know artists are are. Uh, uh, capable of of thinking through and and approaching these things on on their own, and I, I think it's it's reductive to say that all music should be listened to under the same structure of the you know all you can eat buffet, right? Uh, I, I think there's a much more uh, uh, there's, there's a much more kind of granular spectrum of, uh, potential engagement and pricing models there that no one has ever had the freedom to explore because there's never been a, a structure that allowed for that to happen with a good kind of usability bar from the end user's perspective. Mm -hmm. And aside from the monetization, uh, can you elaborate a little bit on how artists could engage fans directly in the creative process? Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of this is, is like Renil mentioned, just uh, the kind of unfettered access, right? Uh, like, I think we even see that today with things like the remix competitions, right? Like allowing these artists and these fans to kind of like communicate directly. And, and like, you know, you, you, you can see the, the creativity and kind of the uh, collaboration like happening there in ways that, that have never kind of previously uh, been possible. I mean, I think where that goes a step further is um, kind of with with additional sort of social features and access to the data of their fan base, mm. right? So I think right now, if if you're an artist going through uh, a lot of these major DSPs, you get very limited access about who your fans are, where your fans exist, um, all this kind of stuff. This is kind of back to this decentralized aspect of Audius where we're not in the middle. And so we don't make money gatekeeping or selling, uh, you know, data to, to, to different parties, right? So I think from our perspective, we believe in, uh, you know, within within kind of reasonable uh, uh, ways of doing it, like, you know, letting you see, you know, where the top 10 cities that, that my songs are being listened to. And so I can maybe use that to plan a tour. Um, or, you know, perhaps my top five fans that listen to the most of my music every month will get access to, to direct message me, or maybe I can do like studio sessions, like one hour feedback sessions for like my top fans, uh, you know, at the end of every month. Yeah. I think there's a lot of really cool things you can do when you combine kind of new product features with new data sets, um, that, that yeah. aren't being restricted, uh, to the I, artist. I had read about another example where, um, I guess some artists were releasing iterations of a song that they're currently working on and then yes. using getting feedback on each iteration from their fan base and making it better and better over time. So almost using it as a, a testing platform yes. for building songs. Exactly. Yeah, and, and we love that example. We we've, we've got some some like yeah, very top tier uh, artists on, on Audius that, that sell out stadiums that that do this. Where and, and these are electronic artists in particular, but I think this applies to to a lot of folks where they will actually on Twitter tweet out like historically they would do like version one, version two, version three, and kind of make iterations uh, every few days. And then by the time the fifth version gets there, they would kind of lock that in, consider that the magnum opus, and then ship that off to the to the album. And that's what you end up finding on Spotify or Apple Music. Those four works in progress uh, from before, those don't wind up anywhere. And so the super fans care about that though. And they would like save those files and share them out on message boards and forums and Dropbox links, like all sorts of crazy hacky stuff. 
And so I think that's the part of the benefit of Audius. Now those things wind up on Audius and the super fans come to Audius to, to listen to that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think there's a pretty easy logical segue on helping the artists monetize that content, right? Like what if, you know, almost like a Patreon style system, um, to Renil's point, a couple bucks a month, you know, you can pay your favorite top tier artists and get access to the works in progress mm-hmm. or something like that. Or I would own a one of a kind song that was like the first iteration of some future famous song exactly. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. that'd be kind of cool. And I think that's also where it's pretty crazy. And, you know, it is if you start to just do the basic math on this stuff, it is crazy how few super fans you need to exceed, um, you know, uh, streaming revenue. So, you know, right now we've got, we actually have on, on audience, some artists that are doing two or 3 million monthly streams on, on Spotify. Right. And, you know, after they take their cut and after all the cuts are taken, you know, two or 3 million monthly streams, they're making two or $3,000. And then at the same time, uh, it's kind of a hacky system, but one of these artists has a Patreon set up and he has just a couple hundred of these, these fans that are paying him on Patreon, you know, 10, 20 bucks a month. And all of a sudden, you know, he's making more from a few hundred fans on Patreon, like than he is actually on millions of streams mm, on Spotify. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's pretty amazing. wild that like all you need is on the order of dozens or hundreds yeah. of fans that are willing to pay you a little bit. And all of a sudden you make more than millions of streams. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. You know, we've touched on this quite this issue um, or this attribute of Audius of decentralization. And I thought maybe we could talk about that a little bit. Um, so in a traditional DSP or a Spotify or a- Apple, you know, they've got shareholders, they've got a board of directors, they've got a management team, they they hire developers to write their code. They 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 rent servers, their own servers, to host that um, that content. And I understand in Audius things look very different. In and maybe you, without getting too in the weeds, kind of can explain that in a way that's uh, that maybe is, helps listeners understand what does a decentralized DSP mean. Yeah, I think the the simplest way to explain this is to say that. The users of uh, Audius are also the owners and operators of this network in that by using Audius, you can actually earn more governance power within the network, more control of the network over time in the form of these Audius tokens that you're able to, to earn back in exchange for sharing content that drives engagement or curating content that there, there are all these different ways that that you can kind of follow to to earn some of these uh, these Audius tokens, um, and those tokens kind of have have three functions within the ecosystem. They secure the network, so there's a way you can use those tokens to uh, like run a server to help contribute to the network, or you can uh, there there are kind of different different kinds of work there. Um, as an artist, you can actually stake that token to get uh, access to additional distribution tooling and, and features. And then on the uh, uh, the latter piece, the governance piece, um, we like Forrest and myself, nor any other kind of individual or set of individuals are capable of changing any of the code that powers Audius without a vote of these token holders. And that's a really powerful thing, right? What it means is that, you know, for example, if we started to want to make decisions that maybe were were more of service to our company than they were to the community, the community would not allow those things to happen, right? Um, but 
but uh, getting getting deeper there, you know, I, I think this next generation of um, uh, of social products that we're going to see in in music and elsewhere are going to be owned by their users, right? Uh, this kind of business model of the sort of um, SoundCloud or or Facebook or or what have you monetizing the content that people are giving them for free with advertising and with uh, you know, paid subscriptions that don't actually really like pay out to the folks creating content. Um, you know, it's just it's just such a uh, uh, such an obvious place for for change to happen, and and that's why I think we're seeing so many users come uh, to Audius right now in in droves is because they're actually getting a seat at the table for the first time, um, and not just a seat at the table like the. The users of Audius like are the 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 ones um, empowered to control and to guide the the future of this okay. network. So just so I understand this, then you're to play this back the the audio audio tokens. Um, you you as the originator of this IP kind of have some, but then when you launch this, you you launch the, this to the community such that artists users or the people serving the content and running the infrastructure for it are owner operators of uh, of that and they benefit from the potential upside and the increase in value of 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 the audience token that's exactly right and and every year there's uh, uh 7% more of of these tokens are minted and distributed out to the community so that's how like you know the the Philosophical thinking here is that it should be possible for for anyone to uh, to come onto Audius at any point in the future and earn their way to a seat at the table. Um, and what that means is that the folks who aren't actively using their tokens within the network, uh, their percentage ownership like shrinks over time in favor of the folks that are using the network. So yeah, it's it's I, I think it's a, it's a really kind of powerful model. All of these value propositions we're describing. Are kind of directly downstream of this, um, but mm -hmm. you know, as 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 you uh, as you rightfully mentioned uh, er earlier on in our chat, like I don't think uh, users need to know all of the minutia and details of like technologically how this works to be able to get the benefits that it can provide, right? Um, uh, uh, which you know, I, I think the the community has seen borne out in in the way Audius has has kind of been guided through its its growth over over these past years. Um, the community is involved in and and uh, uh, has control of every decision that's made with respect to how Audius evolves and, and grows. Got it. But just when I signed up, I just noted that I wasn't prompted or didn't need to buy audio tokens to listen to anybody. Um, so you're saying it's a potential benefit as a listener that my engagement with the platform could earn me some, or I could go out and buy it on some crypto exchange and be, you know, in a way, a token holder or shareholder, if you will. But it's I'm not obligated to do so to interact with the system. I, 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 exactly. And I think that 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 first part is the important part around like you are not obligated to to do that in any capacity to get started with Audius, right? And there's a whole bunch of crazy complicated kind of crypto wallets and crypto systems out there that a lot of people um, right now have uh, that are kind of required to sign up for a crypto product. Um, what was cool with Audius, um, you know, in our very biased opinion is, is how much kind of work we put in to that sort of like on-ramp, signing up for Audius. 
Um, you know, it took us a year and a half to, to launch the first version of the product. And a lot of that uh, kind of work was actually in making it possible so that from day one, all you needed was an email and a password to make an Audius account. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on behind the scenes with regards to crypto. Like you actually have technically an Ethereum wallet, you have a Solana wallet. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happens behind the scenes, but we put in kind of the engineering effort to hide that. So to a normal user that doesn't care about crypto or doesn't know about crypto, to them, it looks and feels like any other streaming site. They can sign up, upload a track, listen to their favorite you know, artists, songs, all that kind of stuff. And they don't need to be bothered by all this crazy, complicated kind of crypto stuff. Hmm. We wanted to ask a little bit about Audius as as a platform as well. I I think if I understand correctly, there's not just one app for interacting with the platform. There are over 50 apps that sort of tap into the network uh, for playing music or even for playing games. Can you tell tell us how that works? Yeah. So this goes back to, to Renil's point about uh, kind of everything being open source and, and open access. Um, so basically what that means is, uh, you know, audius.co is the website that you can go to to listen to, to Audius tracks and, and interact with it. But that's just the version of Audius that was built by one part of the community. Um, technically, all of the songs and all of the kind of like back end, if you will, is completely accessible to any developer that wants to build on top of it. And that's kind of the interesting part is that catalog of over half a million tracks is sitting there able to be used um, by any app developer that wants to put it in their own application or, or, you know, kind of expose it to users in potentially a different way. And so, yeah, we've got over 50 apps and, and use cases that are out there, um, including uh, a few like games that are out there that are uh, some of them are top of the stream, uh, the Steam, um, you know, game store. Like we have one developer, um, it's called uh, Music Racer, and it, it's almost like a Guitar Hero uh, sort of game um, where it does beat matching and you race a, a car through the game. And, and these as beats occur, there's obstacles that pop up and you're supposed to, to dodge these these bricks and things like that. It's a really, really fun game. Um, but a lot of his music uh, previously was you know, coming from uh, Creative Commons, like open source libraries and things like that. Um, but with the Audius API, he was able to plug that in. And now you're able to race through, you know, Skrillex uh, songs or, or through Deadmau5 songs, which is a super fun That's and awesome. kind of a good experience for folks. Exactly. Really it's, cool. it's kind of like what people used to do with the SoundCloud API, but but more so, which is cool. So I, I, would a metaphor be it's you're kind of building a, an OS of audio, kind of like an operating system of audio. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a I great way that. to put it. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic uh, uh, way to put it. And you know, it's both on the kind of consuming side and on pushing content into Audius. Like we've even seen folks build. Uh, you know, we're on a, a podcast now, right? Uh, uh, someone built like a bulk uh, ingestion tool for people to connect their like podcast RSS publishing feed to their Audius mm -hmm. account so that, you know, there's- We were going to ask you about podcasts. Yes. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> so maybe we can talk about that for as you can, you can say more. Yeah. Asking for a no, friend. It, Asking for a friend. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, similar kind of thing. Like, you know, member of the community was like, hey, like I, I produce a podcast right now. I think he hosts it through, you know, uh, Libsyn and- you know, what, what, what that service does is, you know, it publishes an RSS feed. And then a lot of these uh, uh, services right now, like any uh, podcasting app, like will consume that RSS feed and let you listen to, to his podcast. That's a pretty common uh, process. 
Um, but for Audius, he was having to one by one every week upload that MP3 file, uh, you know, up to Audius, which is, you know, that's kind of a pain and nobody really wants to do that. So we had um, a technical member of the community just decided to build a website, use the Audius API, and now it looks at his RSS feed. It looks at the normal, uh, you know, data feed that that a podcast looks at, and it just auto imports it to his Audius account. So it, basically, his Audius account stays up to date with all of his podcasts every week, and he doesn't have to do do an upload every week which is awesome yeah that's that's super cool so basically you create this platform this audio os and then let a thousand flowers bloom basically which is developers kind of create apps that interact with this uh artists can get creative about how to interact with their fans but basically create this playground and then see what happens um yeah you know you're i guess you're you're a couple years into this how long so when when was the company um started like when did you launch uh the the the, the platform so uh the the company was founded in uh early 2018 but the first version of the product went live in september of 2019 so it, it took about a year a year and a half actually to get okay. the first so we've been live for like two years yes. and you've got six million monthly users, 500,000 tracks, 600,000 tracks, sorry. Um, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. So, you know, really looking forward to seeing, you know, what, uh, what the next two or 10 years is going to bring from this, but I, I get the, the vision and it's pretty exciting for, you know, mm -hmm. for, for what this could bring. Um, so guys, we, we often, um, you know, we, we close our, our podcast with a music recommendation from our guests. We're going to put you on the spot here. Uh, maybe one from each of Forrest and Raniel. Um, what are you listening to lately? Yeah, I can, I can take this one. It's uh, kind of a, a funny answer, but uh, yeah, I mean it totally seriously. Uh, a few months ago, we had uh, Hannibal Buress uh, sign up for Audius, the, the comedian. Uh, here in the states it turns out he's also a, a pretty fantastic rapper so he's uh now uploading a whole bunch of his stuff to to audience and every every week or two we get a new track from him and so the whole team is always sharing it out on our, our internal slack and stuff so that's cool really nice cool to see that. yeah i've uh i i've been enjoying there was this uh, uh kind of uh uh remix that zed made of uh, uh squid games track with some some other stuff that uh he uploaded to audius a couple of weeks ago and I, i've been enjoying that track a lot but uh, uh also want to shout out there's a a community artist of ours who's one of our first uh 100 users to sign up for audius like over two years ago now uh, uh named camouflage and he's he's his tracks, it's is C-A-M-O-U-F-L-Y. Uh, his tracks are the ones that I find myself continuing to come back to. He, uh, uh, he he's a uh, uh, up and coming producer in in Europe uh, somewhere. He he hasn't like unmasked his identity yet, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, we know he's somewhere in Europe and and produces really cool stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, we'll put links to the show notes uh, for those two. And um, obviously, your website is audius.co. And if people want to find you guys online, what's the best place? Uh, Twitter or, you know, what's can you d direct uh, listeners to how they, they might follow your work directly? Yeah, so Twitter is is uh, the most active channel for, you know, new announcements and, and whatnot about uh, the project. It's the Twitter handle is Audius, A-U-D-I-U-S project. 
there's also an Instagram account you can follow. It's Audius Music. Um, and there's, uh, yeah, there are a number of places where you can get, uh, I guess, announcements broadcast to you. But I would really encourage folks to, to come hop into our Discord. There's a, uh, a community of tens of thousands of, of people now in, in the Audius Discord that come to collaborate on like these new product ideas that de different developers are building, for example, or artists coming to, to share uh, uh, their content and, and find uh, friends that that might like similar things. So, um, you know, I, I think the the community of Audius is is what's uh, uh, allowed the the network to scale so quickly and and effectively. And uh, uh, always always welcome new community members with open arms. So uh, come hang out and and see what's up. Awesome. We'll definitely link to that. Mm -hmm. Well, Forrest and Renee, thank you so much for being with us uh, today. It's been a fascinating conversation. Thanks, guys. Likewise. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Beat Seeker with your hosts, Matt McButter and Mike Wider. If you like the show, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. While you're there, leave us a rating and a comment and share it with your friends and colleagues. If you want to dig deeper into this content, visit BeatSeeker.fm. That's B-E-A-T Seeker.fm. And if you want to be part of the show, check out our Patreon link. Interact with us on social media at BeatSeekerPod. BeatSeeker is recorded in the Devil Lake Studios and the Tunnel Under Arundel. The show is produced by Matt McButter, Mike Wider, and Kate McCartney. Tim Ratledge is our editor. Thanks for tuning in and keep seeking.